Welcome to Firm Minute Faith. Uh, another episode we're going to talk about what is a man today, kind of a follow-up from our sermon. If uh, if you don't go to the Journey Church, you don't follow us, that's totally okay. We're glad you're here. We have been preaching through um, a sermon series on gender called Very Good, What's uh, God's Good Design for Our Gender and Sexuality. And our heart with that is to uh, know, hey, what does God say in the midst of this confusing time in our life and our culture and movement? What does God say about gender, sexuality, why, and uh, he says he made us male and female, distinct, mm-hmm. equal, uh, equal but distinct, and that that is good. Not just good, but very good. And so why is that good? How do we submit ourselves to it? How do we live faithfully in it? And how do we respond to those that think differently? And so that's a big task. We're going to spend uh, seven to eight weeks talking through it. And um, uh, last week we talked about what is a man, and we tried to just focus uh, pretty specifically on um Okay, what's the, what's the calling on God or on man from God? And uh, does the way our bodies are actually made matter for that calling? We, uh, I argued that it does, that uh, we're, we're, we're called to be uh, the providers and the protectors of this world and our, and our homes, and, um, and that there is a reason that we are predominantly physically stronger in um, di- different capacities. Women have uh, different physical features and capacities that we don't as well. And those are on purpose. Those are not differences to be done away with, but rather to understand, celebrate, and respect. And a proper understanding of, of physical gender should should lead us to respect one another more, not try to do away with it. And so that's some of the big ideas from the sermon. We wanted to follow up and talk through, as we, as we talk about masculinity, that term carries a lot of different... Um, stigmas or understandings or stereotypes generates a lot of strong feelings yeah so um yeah so got chat here with me and we're going to just talk through some of those things and um and, and kind of sort out some of the nuances that come along with that so uh yeah so we'll just jump in um when we talk about the the, the biblical calling to be a man we want to make sure we're understanding the difference between that and some of the cultural norms that have been put on us so we're all we're we're, we're informed and formed by where we're raised and what people told us and who was around us right and so that can you know shape our understanding of what it means to mm-hmm. be a man or means to be a woman and sometimes those things line up with scripture and sometimes they don't and we need to know scripture first and foremost so that mm-hmm. we can point out those differences but then the other thing is sometimes scripture tells us things like hey men shouldn't dress like women and women shouldn't dress like men well that's going to be different depending on what culture you're in and what mm-hmm. time and you know certainly ancient cultures but then even in different parts of the world today it's going to be different to dress like a man like if you show up dressed like a man is dressed in the Middle East, I'll probably tell you to go home and put some pants on, right? Because <laughs> we ain't wearing tunics and stuff here. Like, you know, so... No toga party. <laughs> and and that's, that's, that's okay. Like, we, where, the, where the Bible doesn't forbid it, we, we, we adhere to cultural norms, and, and we want to make sure that we, we, are, we are trying to honor the distinction between men and women where it needs to be honored. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So those are some of the things. Uh, and then it even gets more specific regionally, right? So you're not from here. No. Uh, where you from, you're from Louisville, so it's more. You, or, you said it right, yeah. yeah Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, I, I've been practicing, <laughs> um, but more. But you know, and like, oh, that's Kentucky. Those are still good, but that's urban. You're you grew up in an urban area, right? And so, uh, what'd you say earlier? You I, don't own. I don't own any camo. Yeah. And uh, These, I mean, I just, for, we forgot to ask that question in the interview process, or <laughs> so we might not have hired you. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm totally kidding. By the way, I hope people are sarcastic. <laughs> No, I, like I don't own camo. I have never been hunting. I'm not a fishing person. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm 
opposed to those activities on any specific grounds. But it, it basically boils down to like, I don't want to mess with a dead animal. Yeah. Like I'll go out and sit in a deer stand with you because I love being outside. Yeah. Love the quietness. Love being alone. I'll go sit on a boat and everything. I'll throw a line in the water, but the moment that there's an animal on it, like I just don't have that desire. I was telling somebody, like I would much rather go out there with a paintball gun <laughs> and and tag a deer, and me and the deer both know, like, hey, okay, I, I, I had you, so like, <laughs> go live your best life now, man. Uh, but like, I I, I I'm just picturing go- you taunting a deer from a tree stand now, <laughs> like as he walks away, <laughs> run, Bambi. Uh, but that that's just not a desire that I have. Now, yeah. if it if it came to it and I had to provide food sure. for my family, yeah. like Different I would deal. I would learn to skin a deer. But me, like my wife and I went to New York a couple months ago. We went to a Broadway show. I love going to Broadway shows. Love me a good yeah. musical. You know, that's I don't think I'm any less manly because of that. Yeah. But like some of the the typical southern Illinois things that we would consider manly sure. or part of what it means to be masculine, those don't, uh, they just don't appeal to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we need to be able to acknowledge that and be okay with mm-hmm. that. And, and that, and that brings up some, I, I mean, I felt tensions. I, I grew up in the country. I grew up on a cattle farm. My, my, we, uh, my, my real dad wasn't around. Um, and so I didn't have any example from like age zero to five. My, my grandpa was around, he was stoic, uh, you know, greatest generation, didn't really speak, you know, just kind of came in from working outside, sat down and watched Fox news. That's the extent of my interactions with my grandpa most of the time. Um, and I was raised by a bunch of women, you know, in my formative years of zero to five. And then we moved in with, uh, we moved in with this guy at on, and he, him and his family had a cattle farm. My mom eventually married and we were there for 10 years. And that's where I was raised. And, and I loved it. I, so I love so many aspects of that life country. You know, you said I'd learned to skin a deer. I think, think of Hank Williams Jr. Country boy can't survive. You can skin a buck. I can run the trot line. Country boy um, <laughs> can't survive. And, and, and that's sort of, that's the world I grew up in. And, um, and I liked a lot of it. I loved riding my four wheeler. I loved getting muddy. I, I didn't love horses as much. We did have horses. That wasn't really my thing. I liked feeding cattle, working hard on the farm, hauling hay. I loved all that. I worked hard, mm-hmm. and, and it was good. Um, but they, they were blue-collar and hands-on people in a way that I, I now respect greatly because, man, they, they'd be driving a tractor, and a baler would make a popping noise and quit working, and they go, oh, I sheared this pen, and go to town and get it and fix it in the field. And I'm like, how do you even know that? But they just, just – that's mm-hmm. – I didn't have that aptitude. Like you could, I, I could, I was, I was book smart. I could learn how a bailer worked. I could answer the right questions when it came to executing that. And so I felt a little bit inferior in some of those circles. Right. Um, but then, you know, I played basketball and some of those things. And, and even when you were saying that earlier, like I, I felt the need a little bit to defend you when you're telling like that you've never hunted, you don't have any camo and you watch Broadway shows. I, I like, I, f- I felt this, this need to like say, yeah, but you played basketball, right? Mm-hmm. You played sports. And that's a cult. I'm feeling mm-hmm. that because cultural, and you did, and and you beat me. You know, we we played undefeated some pig. by the yeah, way, undefeated pig. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We got to remedy that. But my wife keeps mocking me for uh, quote unquote work time that's spent <laughs> shooting hoops. So uh, we're taking our union breaks, okay, people? Just just uh, with 15 minutes, uh, and we we've shot some baskets. And so yeah, so you do play sports, and so but it's mm-hmm. interesting that I felt that 
mm-hmm. and that's a cultural thing. I, I don't need to def- like, I don't need to defend that mm-hmm. um, for you to be considered a man. But I felt that because it was cultural. So that's inside me brewing, is, even as you're saying that, because I'm raised here and mm-hmm. you're not. And uh, and then I was the country boy that transplanted to St. Louis for a little bit, and I felt, you know, like I had three heads sometimes because I'm around guys that are quoting Shakespeare for fun and you know mm-hmm. playing piano, and I'm like I. I was not, you know, <laughs> I don't know any of that. So that brings up, yeah, just some good points of, of cultural things. And, and, and then that, that really, it can get really personal because then there's some men that, um, that don't present with, with masculine features or qualities and, uh, and they can get mocked mm-hmm. and uh, criticized for not being a man because maybe they are a little more uh, what some would consider effeminate. Or they, they talk a little, you know, they got, what would you say, soprano voice? or Yeah, you know, like just a higher voice higher, or, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, dress nicer, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and you know, and we can we may poke fun at them or call them out or, you know, uh, you know, we've, we've been known to do that. Even, even here, you know, call it like there's one of, one of our elders, we poke fun at his clothes sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, you're wearing your wife's pants, you know, and it's like that's in jest, but maybe that's wrong because it, in reality, like that's not the definition of manhood right mm-hmm. now. If he really is dressing like a woman, then that's an issue. And we got to call that out, but we're, we're getting, I'm getting all over the place here. But the, the, the thing is we don't call men out for um, growing beards and having deep voices, but we do call men out for not being responsible in their home. Mm-hmm. Right. And for not providing and protecting. Mm-hmm. So that's the questions we need to be asking, and we need to know that that's what the Bible commands of men. Mm-hmm. Are you providing, and are you protecting? And that's holistically. Are you providing material? Are you the one making sure you've got food on your table and clothes on your kids' backs? Are you also providing spiritually? And then are you protecting physically, and are you protecting spiritually, right? And those are the questions we need to be asking. So, yeah, if he sings... Sings, sings and talks high and dresses nice, irrelevant. Is he loving his family? Is That's he right. loving the Lord? Is he teaching his kids? Is he engaged uh, at home? Yeah. Yeah. So so th- those are important uh, um, things for us to be able to navigate and understand that, you know, uh, they, they can vary a little bit from culture to culture and, and moment to moment, and we need to make sure that, um, you know, the, the defining factor we're judging people off of and calling people to is biblically is biblical and not cultural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so with that, you know, it comes a conversation of there are sometimes the, the culture dictates certain things or we're raised in certain ways that, that do become unhealthy, that are defined as masculine, that aren't. Mm-hmm. And there's been a big movement over the last few years um, calling a lot of this out, right? And the, the term toxic masculinity is, has been thrown out and movements and, there's a lot of things happening, and we, we can't parse through all of them. But I think it's important for us to be able to acknowledge when there is a toxic um, element to what our culture is saying is manhood or what other men are saying is, is manhood. And where there's right criticism, we need to be able to receive that, agree with that, and mm-hmm. call our men within the church to true masculinity. So. Um, I don't know. What are some examples of, of that that the, the the world or the media has been taking note of over over the last few years that we should be affirming as far as calling out toxic masculinity? I mean, I, I think the one thing that we kind of 
immediately came to our mind was like that locker room talk. Yeah. Um, just that, uh, guys, you you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, we've all objectifying women. Mm-hmm. Like tough guy stuff. We've been there. That that kind of coarse joking. The those things that you would never de- dare say in front of your mother. Yeah. You know that sort of thing. But a lot of times we excuse it as boys will be boys. Oh, just don't. They're yeah. they're good. They're good old boys. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, we saw that with President Trump when he was like, and and, mm-hmm. and, and listen, I, I know some of y'all are tempted to just shut it off right now because I I said that one way or the other. But here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't can't vote for him but you don't defend so when that hot mic mm-hmm. you know got released of him talking about grabbing uh, women sexually assaulting women basically mm-hmm. not basically this is what it was and then people are writing it off and him himself this locker room talk it's just boys being boys no like we don't no we don't tolerate that again yeah, we don't does that mean you can't vote that. for him no i mean you need to consider it but but that's not the point but that's an example of where we're tempted to excuse it as boys will be boys kind of stuff no that's mm-hmm. that may be what boys do that's not what men do men yeah. honor women right men like our sexuality is to be celebrated and and leaned into but like we our strength is not there for the mm-hmm. abuse of women, for the overrunning of women. It mm-hmm. is there for the giving to women, the self-sacrificing on their behalf, the honoring them, honoring them, mm-hmm. and and that's a totally different deal. So yeah, that, that's a, that's a good example. That objectification culture, talking about you know women conquering them, you know all of those sorts of things. Like no, we need to shut that down, not tolerate that. Call it what it is, and call men to a culture of honoring. Mm-hmm. Sacrificing for, standing firm for, protecting, loving—you know—that's th- what a real man does, and and that's being made in the image of God. We're made in the image of God. He made us. God's God is strong. God is a warrior. The the Bible's unapologetic about that. Mm-hmm. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is His name, right? He He saddles up His horse. He takes on His bow. Like He has weapon. Like. It's unapologetic about that. Mm-hmm. The Lord is wild at heart. Like I, one of my favorite books is John Elder's Wild at Heart. It was. I, I think there's a lot of good in reminding us that the wild one in whose image we're made, he's the one that made grizzly bears and lions and sharks and called it good, mm-hmm. right? Like, and so there is there is something to that, and so we need to be able to to get behind it and, and rightly define that. And, and not domesticate men. Mm-hmm. And so this is the tension. How do we not domesticate men, but also not give permission to nonsense mm-hmm. and toxic s- silliness? Right. And, and I think given where we are as a culture right now, some people would say that masculinity is offensive when you talk about a biblical perspective of the Lord being a warrior. Yeah. A Lord fighting our battles, right? Yeah. There, there, there is some people that would call that sort yeah. of thing toxic masculinity, and so whenever we hear that term toxic masculinity, there's I, I think sometimes a um, we would rather just shut it off and right. dismiss it, and and we don't want to do that. Like we want to dive into that. Is there any truth in that? Is yeah. is a person uh, whatever they're defining as toxic? Like, is it abusive? Right. Right. Is it is it lining up with God's yeah. standard? And if it's not, call it like, out. That's toxic. Yeah. And that's okay. But let's yeah. not just so dismiss as, it. Right. Out so maybe of hand. maybe a good question to ask is, what do you mean by that? Right. Right. Anytime somebody asks me if I'm reformed, 
from our theology standpoint, I'm like, what do you mean? Because mm-hmm. that has taken on a whole lot of different characteristics in the world, right? It right. means certain things. What do you mean by that? Because I may or may not be, depending on what you mm-hmm. think that means. And so when somebody is talking about toxic masculinity, ask them what, because there might be a story there. There might right. be a, you know, and so you might be able to be like, yeah, absolutely, that was wrong. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't tolerate that. And, and let's be honest, like, we can see toxic masculinity in our body, in in our church, like just because, like we're preaching on this and we're teaching on this and, and we're we're trying to be faithful to God's design, doesn't mean that it can't happen here. Right. And so we want to be vulnerable. We want to look uh, inside. We want to examine ourselves and make sure that that behavior isn't perpetuated here. Yeah. And it and if it is, like you said, we we want to call that out and call that that man in back into fellowship. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to know. I mean, what we said in the first sermon of the series is, you know, here's how we, here's how we know that we can identify the, the, the variances is knowing the real deal, Mm -hmm. the whole counterfeit example. How do you, how do they train counterfeit people to spot counterfeits is by teaching them the ins and outs of the real thing, Mm -hmm. not learning all the ways it's counterfeit. And so we, we need to know the real thing. And that way we can call one another and, and our young men, um, to, to the right understanding of masculinity. And, and that's so important because our boys are, are going to be inclined to different behaviors, different activities than our girls. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And, and, but knowing, but knowing what, what part is right, because if, if we've latched onto a certain cultural piece of, of masculinity, then we're going to be tempted to find things to justify that and attempt to, to hold that up as an example. So if we really like that, you know, that idea of rough and running over everybody, then we might take an example like Samson and say, see, the Bible's got real men in it. Well, there was some good about Samson, but there was a lot of toxic stuff about right. Samson. Like that dude was a fool and and uh, was often thinking with the wrong part of his body and mm-hmm. and, and was just, a, he was a fool and he was not a, he's not a biblical man. But at the same time, we need to have a, a robust understanding of manhood to be able to recognize that some of the best characters of masculinity are, you know, is, is David. But there's some flaws there. Mm-hmm. But then Jesus. And so you got David, who's a warrior king, and he's a bad dude. Nobody can argue that that, that guy's not a man. Like, he chops, like, he, he kills Goliath with a stone and then chops his head off. <laughs> and carries it back to camp like that that's an awesome moment like and we need to be able to celebrate that with our boys and and show them that that God has made us to step that he's a type of Christ even in that moment he's mm-hmm. made us with this desire to step in front of danger with courage courage mm-hmm. is not the absence of fear we need to help our boys understand that courage is doing the right thing anyway even mm-hmm. when we are scared and so understanding David's killed his tens of thousands. He's a warrior. God uses him for his glory on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. But then he also goes home and plays the harp and writes music mm-hmm. and weeps. Mm-hmm. Teaches us how to grieve, how to yeah. lament, how to examine our feelings. Yeah. And you got Jesus. Jesus shows up full of power, full of strength, can flex on anybody, and not in the physical sense. It's not that his biceps were bulging out of his tunic, but like, but he knows how to swing a hammer. He's, he's got, he grew up a, a carpenter, right? So he's got calluses mm-hmm. on his hands. His skin's probably rough. Like, he's not the feathered hair, soft skin guy holding the lamb that we see in the pictures a lot of times. But he, but he's also, but he's also not the dude that's just mowing people over and and you know demanding his way. He's a servant. He's washing people's feet. Mm-hmm. 
He's getting down on the ground playing with kids. Uh, he's being kind and affirming to women, right? He's 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 honoring their their. He's weeping with them. Like we need to have that picture of masculinity, and then we need to be able to point that out in our boys. And so that that plays out in a lot of different mm-hmm. areas, right? When our boys are playing and they're they're pretending to be at war, we don't tell them to stop. We don't call that toxic. We we get in there with them and we we validate their strength and we we tell them that that's good and we and we talk to them. You know why you you know you why you want to do that? Because God made you a man. And man men stand in front of the vulnerable, throw their bodies in there so that other people don't get hurt. Men go to war when needed for just cause and for the sake of the good of humanity if needed. Men, you know, like men are we're, we're designed to have that strength. So we call that out, but we we call them we identify that strength and we call them to give it away, not to use it for their own advantage, not to hurt and harm people, but to use it to defend, honor, and protect people. At the, at the same time, when our boy wants to play piano, go for it. When he wants to do a play, mm-hmm. uh, right? Go for it. That's a man. Th- that's good. There's there's mm-hmm. there's masculine. There's there's an honoring of the Lord in that. The Lord's creative. Well, I talked about him being wild. He's also creative. He's the one that makes sunsets beautiful. Mm-hmm. So if our boys want to be artists, cool, right? Like we don't, we don't call them sissies if they'd rather stay inside and write than to go out and hunt. Mm-hmm. No, don't do that, right? And so that's where some of the there is some toxic. Like sometimes dads have tell, told their sons to just man up because they had an emotion. Well, that's not right. David has emotions. Jesus has emotions. God has like, so we don't call them out for that. Now, if they're wanting to quit on their responsibility, then they need to man up. That's right. You know, they want to walk away from their wife, walk away from their schoolwork, walk away from their job, man up. That's mm-hmm. okay. Act like men. Mm-hmm. Paul says that first thing, first, first Corinthians 16, act like men. Mm-hmm. There, there's a right place for that, but we need to make sure it's the right place and not a cultural deal. So, yeah. I think that's good stuff. I'm sure there's more. We can't, I mean, there's fun conversations we can keep going on, but I, I think, um, what does this look like in the home? Because right. this changes with cultures and times and stuff too. So our right. dad's generation, our grandpa's generation had different definitions of what it meant to be a man in the home, right? Well, I think, you know, you point to Jesus as the ultimate example. And, and I mean, that that leaves the responsibility on us that that as men right in the home we need to be the one setting the tone for discipleship mm-hmm. right we don't want to abdicate that responsibility to our wives because we we don't feel like we're good at it we don't feel like we're right. good at talking or we don't know enough but now we want to take that initiative we want to be engaged in the home not leave that for others not leave that for right. jordan on sunday mornings to do right um that 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 falls on on men to do and like you said like acting like men like we ourselves want to be dug in to the gospel right dig our heels in there and so there's there's even a personal responsibility for us to man work hard at our spiritual growth Mm. like let's not let's not neglect that and yeah there there's a lot of hobbies a lot of things that 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 our culture says you know that that makes that makes a man. Right. Are we devoting that same amount of time and attention yeah. to our own spiritual growth? Yeah, because you're not going to be judged uh, about 
the the score whether you got a whether or not you got a Pope and Young deer hanging on your wall mm-hmm. or what your golf score was, mm-hmm. which you will be judged about what you do with your home mm-hmm. and your spiritual life and the climate there. Yeah, and again, those things aren't bad. No, but prioritize. Prioritize. Yeah, yeah, and I think understanding too the picture we see in creation and then the subsequent fall is is Adam is, is called to, to provide and protect. He's given the command not to eat of the, of the fruit before Eve is there. That, he's the one that's supposed to be responsible mm-hmm. for preventing that, to, to work it and keep it. Keeping it like has this connotation of I gotta, I'm going to have to defend it. I'm going to have to defend it. I'm going to preserve it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's against enemies and inward corruption, whatever. Like, I'm going to preserve it. Um, and so, and then when the fall does happen, even though Eve was the one who was responsible for the first for the bite and handing it over who was accountable adam was adam was called out right mm-hmm. so we need to live our lives accordingly understanding that we we are not going to be responsible for everything that takes place in our home there's a com- there's a complementarity to the way we execute and it's okay for our kids to have chores and other other people to do things but we are going to be accountable mm-hmm. for what's happening in our home do we have food on the table is it safe are our kids provided for materially? Are our kids provided for spiritually? Maybe your wife's a better, you know, she's really good at teaching the kids. But that's okay. You don't have to shut her up and not ever let her talk as she's teaching kids. No, but you're going to be the one who's accountable for whether or not your kids are being taught anything at the home, mm-hmm. right, about God. And so living our lives according to that, right? And then more practically, like, change a freaking diaper if you mm-hmm. need to change a diaper. Mm-hmm. Don't act like you're not a man. Like, don't act like that's not a man's job. Like, yeah. change the diaper. And I think sometimes our, our culture kind of celebrates, you know, men not doing that. Yeah. Uh, like, we joke about one of our favorite comedians. Yeah. Uh, he tells a story, like, there's some issue at school, and so the school calls, but instead of calling the mom, they call the dad. And he's like, right. like what bus to get on? Yeah, he's like, you call. The- Why would you call the dad? Right. Like I would rather you call another woman because they'd figure it out sooner. And so like you he- saw two numbers and you chose the dad. Like, <laughs> and, and so it, the bit ends. Okay, I'll be there and and I'll help. What school does she go to? Right, right. And it's funny, but it's sad. Yeah, but I think a lot of times that that element has infected us, and yeah. we, like you said, we we think it's funny, but. We want to be engaged. Like at home, yeah, there there may be things that, that our wife does better, but that doesn't mean that we totally drop the ball then. Right. And leave it all to her. That's right. Yeah, when we've too long laughed at, at men's being buff- men being buffoons. Our sitcoms for years, I don't know if it's super true anymore, but I mean for years, things like home improvement, which I loved. Mm-hmm. But like King of Queens, everybody loves Raymond. What, yeah. what they, do? they present men's as goobers. Yeah, the guy's the idiot. Yeah, and the wife's got to pick up the pieces because he's a goober. He's an idiot. He's lazy. He's disengaged. He's whatever. Like we don't need to. Like we don't need to perpetuate that stuff. Like we need to call call our men to to, to be men and and to engage in appropriate ways and not to be afraid to you know do the running at home, do the freaking dishes, whatever, whatever you need to do. Like, don't mm-hmm. act like it's a, it's beneath you right. because of some stupid definition of, of masculinity. It's not biblical. Like, yeah, there's a complementarity and there's a get, but man, it's just, don't draw those hard lines. Like it's about having strength in order to mm-hmm. give it away. 
mm-hmm. and to, to lead out by, by sacrificing and pursuing. And, and that's where real masculinity is on display. Uh, but at the same time, like, we do need to make sure that men know, like, hey, when there's danger at your door, you're the one that gets up and stands there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because the, like, the same comedian has a bit about, like, uh, you know, who's going to defend in the middle of the night. And, like, he doesn't have a gun, but he's got a knife. He doesn't know how to use it. And he's going to, you know, shove his wife there in front of the guys <laughs> to, so that he could practice. And, again, it, it's it's funny. But, no, when there's a bump in the night, like, we don't we don't, we don't send the wife down. We don't take turns. We don't want equality with that. Like, Mm-mm. oh, it's your turn. I checked on the last, you know, burglary. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, this is the man's job. This is the man's job to protect. This is the man's job to stand up, even though she might be more proficient. Like, listen, uh, if you get through me and you end up having to tangle with, with Riley, you're going to regret that. Mm-hmm. She can handle herself. Like, she's going to do some damage on anybody that tries to harm her or their kids. So you might get through me, <laughs> and you might regret that because she can, like, she's no joke. But but you're jumping in. I'm gonna be there first, right? Mm-hmm. Like even if it, even if she's better than me, stronger than me physically, she's got some kind of. As we we stole a story from or borrowed a story from John Piper, like even if she's got a, you know, a martial arts black belt, it's still the man's responsibility to step in and, and to lay himself down and make sure it's over his dead body that anybody gets to his family. Mm-hmm. And so we got to hold that intention and also make sure that men don't feel less than if they're playing the piano instead of football. Mm-hmm. So the way we do that, have our nose in the Bible. Let the Bible define masculinity mm-hmm. um, and and let it redeem masculinity because the culture's made it something it's not, but we don't get rid of it. We also fight for it. We fight mm-hmm. for the right use and the right application mm-hmm. of masculinity. What our world needs is not for masculinity to go away. It needs it to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. And, and, e- and just because masculinity has we've gotten it wrong at different points doesn't negate yeah god's truth in, what in he his very good design yeah. yeah 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 so the world is is actually desperate for men to be men mm-hmm. it's not desperate for men to stop being men it's desperate for men to stop being stupid mm-hmm. stop abdicating responsibility stop acting like children and, and bo- like yeah it's desperate for that stop abusing women stop abusing power stop being selfish for sure it's desperate for that but it's not desperate for men to stop being men. It's desperate for men to start being men, for start being responsible for their home, mm-hmm. for their kids. Right? We talk, we talk about pro-life stuff, and, and so much of that goes back to the woman. What about the men? Mm-hmm. Man up. You're gonna have sex. You need to take care of a kid. Mm-hmm. If that, if that, if that sex results in a kid, it's your responsibility. Man up. There. That, that's a man up moment. Man mm-hmm. the crap up. Take care of that kid. Show up. Take care of that woman. Show up. Like the world needs that. Show up, stay home, or stay with your, your family. Don't bail when things get hard. Don't bail whenever it doesn't suit your needs or she's no longer serving you. Bull, show up and be a man. Provide for your family. Protect them. Serve them. Love your, life, your wife like Christ loved the church, right? If we're being those kinds of men, very few people have a problem submitting. Like we would get, we haven't even talked about the headship and all of that. That's a whole other conversation that spins everybody out. But the reality is, when we are doing what Paul says in Ephesians five, loving our wives like Christ loved the church. How do you love the? How do you love the church? He gave himself for her. Right? When we're doing that, the world flourishes. We, like just from an objective standpoint, I heard another pastor preach on it. Like just from an objective standpoint, outside of the biblical Christianity, like. 
the world knows that when men are men, the world flourishes. And when men stop being responsible for what they're responsible for, the world crumbles. Crime goes up, you know, like teenage pregnancy, promiscuity, like all of these things, all these issues that are going on in our world, a lot of them are traced back to the that men not being dads. Mm-hmm. So there, there's, a, there's a lot to point out in our world, and our world is not wrong to raise the alarm that there is something askew with masculinity. But it is not masculinity itself. It is not God's design on the XY chromosome that's wrong. It's the distortion of that being turned in selfishly and abdicating those responsibilities. So we need as a church need to call men back to that, give men permission to be men and help them define what that means. Make them like Jesus and man, we'll see. Then we start to see an army develop. We start to see our young boys seeing that they, they long for a battle because God's made them to be in a battle, a spiritual mm-hmm. battle, pushing back what's dark, showing up for those that need it. You know, talk to our boys about seeing injustice and stepping in. When, when kids are left without provision, when other dads abdicate their responsibility, we step in, we show up for those kids, we take them into our homes, we show up, we mentor them, we love on them. We, th- that's what real men do. We, we, we show up whenever there's a need. And, 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 and so helping our boys see like, yeah, it's not wrong. You have this sense of, of justice and wanting to fight. Let's, let's channel that. Mm-hmm. Let's not dismiss that. Let's channel that toward righteousness and toward a good posture of like giving ourselves away and using our strength. Mm-hmm. I got to preaching. Man up. You good? Man up. Act like men. First Corinthians 16. Mm-hmm. 33. Is that the verse? 33, I think. I think so. Act like men. David David told Solomon, be strong, so you show yourself a man. That's not just talking. He's not, he's not flexing. He's not coming up, going doing dumbbell curls, make sure everybody knows you're a man. He's saying be strong. It's going to be hard. Crap's going to hit the fan. People are going to be mad at you. You're going to get attacked by other countries. Be strong. Show yourself a man. Like We need to have that culture, and we need to understand what we mean when we say be, you know, show yourself a man, and then we need to be man enough to call each other act like men all right thanks dude we'll be back uh i don't know we'll see if we're brave enough to come back next week after what is a woman pass (laughs) (laughs) maybe we need to uh uh, let some women speak on that so we'll see but uh we got uh, a whole lot of series left here and so if you would like to hear us talk about something specific or answer a specific question you can email us at um our personal emails are on the website um jaybird and c flannery at thejourneysi.org, or you can do info at thejourneysi. If you'd rather be uh, anonymous and us not know who asked the question, you can go info at thejourneysi.org. And uh, we'd be glad to answer the specific question that you have. Otherwise, man, thanks for listening, and um, we'll probably be back before this series is over.